the frames. Music, movies, culture, and faith. Featuring your hosts, John Gibson and Joel Flores. Hey there, welcome to Between the Frames. I'm your host, John Gibson, joined by my co-host, Joel Flores. And Hello, hello. We are here to talk with you about Spider-Man. Happy New Year, everybody, first of all. Happy New Year. I had some fun uh, catching a bunch of different movies. <laughs> okay, John's going to sing the whole thing for you. Here we go. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, hold on. Before we jump into everything, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite parts in uh, the original Spider-Man is uh, when the guy's playing it down in the subway, but then in part two where the uh, where the, that lady's playing yes, in the street. Yes, yes, amazing. <laughs> it's, it's just awesome. Amazing. Which, but as, amazing as another complete aside, I don't know if you ever watched. I think it was the Electric Company. Did you ever watch oh, dude, the Electric Company? Dude, when all you were the time, okay. all the time, and because of Spider-Man. Okay, I was, always. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like those of us wow. who are '70s born, like we totally watched <laughs> Spider-Man on. The Electric Company, right? So that's so funny you bring that up, man. Because that's why I used to. I mean, it was a cool show, but that's oh, yeah. why I used to watch it because Spider Man was on it. Oh yeah, all the time, so totally. Cool. Wow, so cool. thanks for that memory. I appreciate oh, sure, that, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to this episode today. Hope everybody had a good Christmas and Happy New Year, and we're ready to kick off a great season of some shows. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, this is the first time that I mean. Well, we started back in, in the spring of, of 2021, and th- would we get 15 episodes under our belt um, in 2021? And uh, so here yeah, we are. Yeah, and that was, uh, you know, between moves and all kinds of stuff that was going on. And I know that I had to be a little slower in the summer, so I apologize for that. Oh, but uh, hey. we're going we're gonna to crank them right out. I do want to give a disclaimer real quick to our listeners. Uh, today I'm not in my usual studio space, so, you know, everybody's kind of operating out of home here so there may be a door open there may be a, a dog tacking along but I'm, I'm sure our our listeners will uh you know i don't know give us a little bit of pardon for the for that and trade off of the content and the nerdery that we shall bring to you is that correct yes yes yeah well and this is um i mean again only 15 episodes in this is the first time we've done a marvel Movie. I mean, and there's so many Marvel. I mean, we're we're probably inching close to to 30 movies at this point in the cinematic. Yeah, I'm universe. looking over here. I can see the 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 DVD Blu-ray rack, and I have pretty much most of them. I I think we just haven't touched on it. Listen, I mean, come on, like yeah, you know these? we love these movies, oh. but we we haven't touched on them though because it's like you know everybody's kind of seen them, we're, and we're trying to bring some of our. Um, either more obscure or, you know, maybe some things off the beaten path, kind of like our Christmas episode yeah. and, uh, you know, dive into those. Right. Oh, but we sure. could definitely, I think we could spend a couple months doing. Oh yeah, you know, we could. And, and I Marvel think DC stuff, I mean, the funny thing is both of us, when, when we, I mean, we were sharing with each other right before we went and saw Spider-Man. You, I think you and your boys saw it before I did. Um, and, uh, it was, it was one of those movies that right out of the gate, I think we we all walked out and we talked to each other and we're like, "Hey, uh, we need to do an episode on this because it was yeah, that's right. It was that significant. I felt like that we needed to at least have a conversation about it. So I'm a- absolutely, absolutely, um, and you know, uh, it's 
there's a, I was just reading uh, this morning about a, a review of the new Scream movie that's that's coming out uh, this week I think um, and mm-hmm. um, you know meta is is kind of the new trendy thing like how do we of course, have yeah. kind of a meta universe and um, and this this <laughs> Spider-Man movie it again if you haven't seen it then you know don't get mad at us for spoilers because they're probably going to be all over this episode but um, yeah, I think I think the that's definitely the whole multiverse kind of thing, and then the meta, you know, like making references within references and all that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Actually, um, you know, so we've talked a little bit about this, but uh, Cobra Kai, you know, I've kind of watched that since it was on that YouTube Red before it became YouTube, uh-huh. you know, like. Uh, whatever it is, the, pro- the the professional they try to get you to always skip the ads and stuff. Anyway. Um, so I watched season four and I, I'm proud to say I didn't binge it all on New Year's Eve. Okay. So, nice. uh, I didn't disappear from the family, but, um, one of the things I love is there's this one episode where, um, I didn't realize it, but it's actually, I think Ralph Macchio's daughter, Julia, who, uh, plays like the, she's like one of the relatives cousin. She's kind of going into like, uh, psychology and oh family gosh, therapy. Yes. And so she sits them down. I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm laughing because, Courtney Hangler, who plays his wife, is hysterical, and I, I actually follow her on some social media. She's really funny, and um, but she she goes, uh, I, I don't know if I want to be taking advice over here from Marissa Tomei Jr. <laughs> and then she yes, comes over, yes. and she's totally like Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny, uh-huh. which is totally meta because obviously Ralph Macchio was in that movie, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's like this whole. I don't know how many people like there are probably plenty of people like us, but you know when I'm watching it, I'm going click click click, and then she starts talking, and I'm laughing. That's one of my favorite. I love Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite, uh, um, you know, roles she plays, and she won some awards. And of course, she's a great Aunt May, oh, and that's sure. a big part of this story sure. too, right? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, um, it was there's a lot of times that um, you you take a, a franchise like Spider Man, which, and we've talked about franchises before, the fact that. I think the bigger the audience and the bigger the fan base, the the harder it is for a director to be able to um, to to feel like they can do justice to the expectations that that fan base has. And so, hmm. uh, gosh, it's so so hard. And I mean, we've talked about Star Wars before, and and kind of the failure of of the finale trilogy of the the Mm -hmm. Skywalker saga right mostly because they just didn't have a good direction at all I think of where they're where they're going and um, it was just it was just kind of too many different too many different hands on it and not one consistent one consistent story right but but I mean Spider-Man No Way Home I mean like there are. I don't know if there are many Marvel movies for you, Joel. That that like you've gotten emotional about. I, I, I. This was probably one of the more emotional. I mean, I I was thinking about it when I was reading through my notes too. Um, that I, one of the more emotional moments that dealt with Spider-Man in the whole of the MCU anyway was was when um, uh, Spider-Man you know, dies uh, or, you know, mm. after the snap and stuff or, you know, and, um, yeah. Uh, um, there was definitely moments in the infinity war mm-hmm. and end game for sure that were obviously, 
emotional because you've been on a journey with characters, right? And and the relationships that they have, and they're meant to be a little more. They're meant to be more lighthearted, and you know, mm-hmm. there's something I like about that. You get to get negative or you get positive vibe right from from that. But you know, I will say one of the films. Um, it's not Marvel canon yet, but it's like Marvel Legacy, they call it, uh, because Fox owned it and now it's under Disney. Um, Logan was that way. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Logan with uh, Hugh Jackman, yep. his, his fi- well, his final air quotes right. uh, Wolverine sure. film. But man, that movie was a just, it's one of my favorites. But mm. also, it's just so, we could, maybe we could talk about that one day, but that was. Yeah, really emotional, man. And that oh, yeah. was like, you know, that was some stuff there, right? And it was pretty heavy, and it kind of talked about society and all that stuff, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, they're not meant to be, you know, these uh, masterpieces of emotion. But I think people have so invested in the Spider-Man stories, um, you know, back from when Toby's films with Sam Raimi. And uh, I mean, man, we could talk about meta Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell stuff all the time. <laughs> Right. With just that, right? right? I remember Sam Raimi said way back, he goes, uh, they were like, so what do you think of all the success? He's like, honestly, I'm not used to people liking my movies. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Making movies, people, like, lots of people like, other than cult audiences, right? Mm-hmm. Because those are his big, like, hits outside of oh, yeah. indie stuff and Evil Dead, right? And sure. then, you, then you look at the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I mean, I really liked... The stories are not as great, but I'll tell you, the characters are great. And I always liked um, Andrew Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone was amazing. Mm -hmm. She's one of my favorite actresses anyway. But that whole bit and I felt like, man, he never got to tell the rest of that story. And then they kind of re-jumped in. And I'll tell you, Tom is one of those who has who who I've liked more as it goes Mm -hmm. As it goes on, do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. and, and I think that's that's one of the big things we could probably park on today is that finally people are saying finally this Spider-Man has, you know, Depth. is up with his back against the wall with really no help and is honestly just the neighborhood kids struggling now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in the overall theme of of the movie, I, which again, I I just said to someone. A friend that I was talking to yesterday, who's who's kind of like you and me, just really into movies and music and stuff. Um, that I'm I'm convinced that that sometimes um, the success, at least in my eyes, of something or my my like of something, has very much to do with the the moment in time when it hits me. So, um, mm-hmm. in other words, like I, I think. I think I would have liked this movie anyway, but I think it was almost enhanced when you overlay the fact that the world is still caught up in, in COVID, um, that it was right Mm. around Christmas time. Um, Mm. and that, you know, you get to share that moment with, with your boys. I mean, I think you Mm. and I have talked about Mm -hmm. that both in the episodes and offline that there, there are these moments that you have that are fleeting moments and to be able yeah. to capitalize on those and take advantage of them with your kids, um, th- those are experiences. And I mean, I, more and more I'm hearing of people who say, you know what, we're not buying our kids stuff. We're actually paying for them to have an experience together with us because it's the Absolutely. experiences that are going um, to make a difference. And so, so for me, watching... Um, no way home 
around Christmas time, I mean, there were mm. there were "It's a Wonderful Life" like things popping from from me, at least from sure. my vantage point. I mean, the the similarity between basically saying I, "I wish I was never born" or you know "I wish that nobody knew who I was," which is what um, what Peter Parker does in the movie. So, um, and. You know, I think he has good reason. I think it's it's pretty altruistic. I mean, it's it's annoying and endangering, but it's the endangering and ruining the lives of people who are close to him, and they'll always be in danger sure. for knowing him. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, sure. It's the classic. It's the classic in every other universe. Why? Well, Peter Parker or usually any because because in this MCU you have Iron Man who's like, oh, by the way, I'm Iron Man. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? That's the first time you really have. Oh, sure. Someone who's like, oh yeah, I am. Yeah, and everybody knows it, you know. Well, yeah, and I agree with you. It's it's a it's a very different wa- reason why he re- he wants to go back and and have that erased, and it doesn't. It's not a selfish thing at all. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I guess ultimately maybe it is selfish, but I. Well, it's funny that uh, it's funny that moment where Strange is like, and and it's you know it's one of those things where he's a, he's at mistake for not asking him. He's at fault for not asking him in the first place. But he goes, "You didn't." go ask if they could right. get into the university like first before we, you asked me to mess with time and space. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, so there's those little nods in there of, of flaws, right. even in the, you know, Supreme Sorcerer or whatever you want to say, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I don't know if you, when you were a kid, if you were a Davy and Goliath fan at all, um, but there was an episode, for anybody who doesn't hey, know, yeah, Davy and Goliath, it was like this. Man, we are showing our age, Oh my dude. gosh, we totally are. <laughs> It was like a stop motion, um, uh, like Gumby, but yeah, Christian yeah. Gumby. Yeah, for a little Even boy and his dog. Head, and, yeah. and there was an episode. <laughs> it was a great show. Oh yeah, but there was an episode that reminds me of this in some ways, where where Davy just des- des- decides that he doesn't like he wants to be the only person on Earth, and and mm. he wakes up and. That's what happens. He goes to church. He sings in the choir by himself. And I mean, it's. I've never seen that. That's have awesome. Have you never seen it? Oh, wow. No, I'll have to look it up now. <clears throat> yeah, Thanks. but. But again, like, <laughs> when, when this idea has been shared in, in venues like that, or even in It's a Wonderful Life, it, it, it's mm. kind of a selfish thing versus, like, here saying, hey, like, my friends are being severely impacted in a negative way because they're associated with me. So I want to yeah. do something that's going to enable them to live the life that, that they need to live. And um, Yeah, and I think ultimately the film concludes that way, and that's where the, the real, you know, there's going to be spoilers in this episode, I'm just letting you know, so don't listen, you know, stop here if, you're, if you haven't seen it yet. But, you know, as the film concludes, that's that's the thing that's really emotional, too, and that you really identify with Peter is is now he's he's said, OK, because I love them so much and I care about them so much. And, you know, I'm I'm going to let them go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let them go. You know what I mean? And man, that must be hard because I love you. You can see Tom Holland and Zendaya's relationship off screen on screen. Sure. And I I really like her. Mm-hmm. Um in several movies I've seen before this, yep. and then she blew my mind in uh, Greatest Showman. You know, uh, The Greatest Showman. Oh yep. my gosh! 
And then, you know, I mean, she's hilarious. And she, I was saying to Elias, we were driving home. I was like, you know what I love about, cause he, he really likes her MJ character. I go, you know what? I, he's a huge Spider-Man fan, by the way, big time. That's his number one. Spider-Man two is his all time favorite, but like, which I kind of have to agree with him. But the thing is, is she's really, really good at portraying the moody, mm-hmm. like a genuinely kind of moody, I don't care, apathetic sort of teen, smart, quippy, almost tomboyish, and then very, very feminine and loving and caring. Does that make sense? She's oh, so sure. good at playing that that range of character where you're like, holy cow, she's, like I watch her over the course of these films, she's changed so much from being kind of like the cyn- so cynical hard edge to being... Mm-hmm. You know, she's such an important part of the story, obviously, along with um, um, well, his his friend, Ned, uh, Ed, yeah. uh, Ned, yep. Ned. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all these memes in these videos all over, like <laughs> Ned uh, in Endgame and Ned in this and whatever. They're they're pretty funny on YouTube, but uh, you know, they're they're a great trio together for sure. Sure, and you, you know, by this point, you're really invested in them, right? Oh so. yeah. Well, and I one of the things that she brings up, which is a big a big theme again that comes up multiple times in the movie is if you if you expect disappointment you never yeah. really be disappointed <laughs> and you know there's that was Charlotte right there oh gosh <laughs> Charlotte was like yep yeah well and and you know everyone's got different opinions people will say I'm a glasses half full guy glasses half empty guy whatever I, I always call yeah. myself a realist but I, I mean that that approach towards things is very much a self-defense mechanism to say, you know, if I, absolutely. If I never, if I never, or if I expect disappointment right out of the gate, then am I ever really going to be disappointed? But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I, I think I used to embrace that, that mentality and I fall back into it really easily. But, but I, I mean, what, and we talked about this with Ted Lasso, the whole idea of hope. I mean, what do you do with hope? I mean, if you say it's the hope that kills you like they did in, in Ted Lasso, then, I, I mean, again, are you, if you're expecting disappointment all the time, mm-hmm. are you going to encounter it because that's just what you're, the lens through which you're looking? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, that's totally realistic, and it depends on people's, like, experiences in life, right? Like, what have they gone through? Um, I'm a half full. She's mm-hmm. a half empty. Like, and and that's why, e- even in the story, it, it's funny. A lot of times we'll see these movies and we'll be like, oh, that was so you. Oh, that's so me. And oh, we'll yeah. be laughing about it. You know, there's a lot of different stories like that where sh- sh- we'll be cracking up, and, I'm, you know, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. But I, I think that, you know, those are other things that probably pull us in harder to stories and stuff like that as well. Obviously we've talked about this in many, many shows that the investment in the character and the story is important. It doesn't need to be absolutely perfect. I mean, what was unique about the story is obviously it's setting up the larger multiverse. Um, I I don't know if you've watched Disney plus has a lot of the offshoot shows like Mm -hmm. Hawkeye and Wanda and the vision there. There, I really like, Every one of those I've really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Falcon and the Soldier, Winter Soldier, all those. And and I think that um, Hawkeye was the most recent that I've seen, and I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it, and it got some flack. Again, people out there in the community, we've had these conversations where they're talking yeah. about everything, having an agenda, and being woke, and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, 
you know, it's like, first of all, they're like, he's not even in it. It's all about her. And it's like, no, it's not. First of all, Haley Steinfeld's awesome. But secondly, it's like the story completely makes sense. And, 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 and it goes like, you know, she is not, she's totally flawed, but she's really gifted. Mm -hmm. And he, he, it's all about him having to kind of fix some past mistakes, but then investing in her. And then I love how Elena comes in and that whole thing is, you know, um, just such a great spin. And then of course the big surprise in that was, you know, the tie in with the daredevil universe and all that. So they're crossing over the Netflix universe into all that. And, you know, we saw that with, uh, with Matt in, oh, yeah. in, um, in this, yeah. I do that. I freaked out over that. Yeah. Like when I was sitting there, I was like, <gasps> you know, and it was like just one scene. Uh, I love daredevil on Netflix. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, that whole, I'm like, I can't wait to see Spider-Man and daredevil. And maybe, you know, is he going to be, I see him being more in like a, team up with Andrew Garfield kind of <laughs> kind of thing you know what I mean yeah. who knows if those will cross over but uh but yeah all that to say that we were invested in the story and I think that this shows um how big everything can be and and spider obviously into the spider-verse the first animated one did that and you know that next one's coming out and how are those all going to cross over you know what I mean and and um it, it, it's good stuff. I think. I think. I don't think it's the last that we're going to see Toby and Andrew. To be honest with you, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and by people's reactions, it was definitely a big win. And it goes to show you, again, um, like with Ghostbusters, this is how. I think they're learning from their mistakes, or at least studios are saying, just let them do their thing. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is where they're seeing that if we had just done, if we had just done this in the Star Wars stories, mm-hmm. something along these lines, and just gave them some moments to really shine and then let because this story was not about those other two the right. story you know the ghostbusters wasn't really about the og guys but it was about exploring and expanding the story mm-hmm. and telling a new story and setting up a new story but at the same time like then including them in important aspects that is respectful and that's what people want right. like it was like that simple it's that simple and the trilogy this sequel trilogy is a success you know what i mean yeah oh yeah <laughs> Well, and that's and again, I think one of the one of the major successes of No Way Home is that we've seen so many ways of of connecting um, these universes in bad ways, just like you mentioned, and and there was so much potential for them to have done it in a poor way i mean like there were but to me all the nods to to some of those outside references in no way home were really good like it was and it was subtle i mean think about the daredevil like connection in no way home like he's just sitting there at the table talking to his attorney and i'm looking at him and i'm like because I haven't right. watched the Daredevil um, Netflix series yet, my th- this movie actually pushed my boys into watching it. But but out of all the comic books that I collected as it's a kid, so Daredevil was actually yep. the one that I was most into. But as soon as he caught that yeah. rock and all this other stuff, I was like, oh yeah, that's totally Daredevil. And but that was totally. it. It was like this really simple nod, and it wasn't overdone. And that's. That's what I think was so good about this movie was that it brought things in. But, I mean, Andrew and and, um, Toby didn't come into the movie until like 
30 to 45 minutes before the end, I think. Um, I mean, yeah, I think they were, they were the key proponents to the last like 40 minutes, right? Of right. The film. And, right. and, and uh, yeah. And, it, you know, in the past, I think some of these franchises would have brought them in earlier and exploited them to the point that you're like, why did they, why did they do this? They're just, this is just a money grab or whatever. But I, I felt like there was, even with that, with the three of them together, hey, like I've never had a, Andrew says, hey, I never had a brother before. This is really cool. I mean, feeling like he's in brotherhood with, with his alter egos from different universes and stuff. So you talked about yeah, absolutely. the chemistry between Zendaya and Tom Holland off screen and on screen. I think there was a chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland that like could have gone sideways, but it, I thought it went, it went really, really well. Yeah, I think everybody thought it went really, really well. And that's why the response was crazy. Like, you know, and and, and they portrayed their their versions really well. That's mm-hmm. what's funny is you could see the distinguishing between the three. Like, like Toby's definitely the spectacular Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have the, com- like, I have a whole pile of comics back here. Like, I, you know, Spider-Man was my deal. And then, um, and then, you know, Andrew's definitely the amazing Spider-Man. And there was that whole exchange I had. No, you're amazing don't put yourself down you're amazing right mm-hmm, he's like telling mm-hmm. him and then and then you have you have this whole kind of um the way they play off each other the way they wrote that was really sincere because it's the questions we had how would they react if they saw that and how's he gonna react to his organic webs and oh yeah what's he gonna think of that and all those things right and i thought that they handled that really really well but also what it speaks to is people want to see more. Like the, the biggest thing is at the end, I was like, they're not going to kill off Toby. Like, you know what I oh, mean? I was like, and I think the original plan was to do that. Okay. But they did a screen test. I heard that they had done screenings and people were not having that. Yeah. And so the same thing happens. He gets stabbed, but he lives instead. Uh-huh. Right. So I think he was supposed to die. Okay. But um, the reaction was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was so overwhelming. Like, Oh my gosh. Right. Um, people were loving it that now it would have been stupid for them. It's not like Toby's going to be in 50 Spider-Mans, but like they need to, I think there's a little bit more story they need to tell there. They definitely need to do. I've heard amazing Spider-Man three is coming out now. And, and you know, I've even heard some rumors that they're going to bring Gwen as, um, as a uh, spider Gwen, like hmm. from that universe, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Which would be, which would be amazing if they did. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just, <laughs> it would be really cool and I think that they would because I think in her story she loses Peter Parker mm-hmm. and in his story he loses her mm-hmm. and it'd be interesting I think their universes might cross and I think Venom's in that universe possibly okay. as well yeah who is um, in that the, his universe yeah yeah Tom Hardy I think he's in the Andrew Garfield universe okay. possibly alright so you know there's all those there's all those layers because I was expecting that you know at the end of Venom 2 you're, you're like okay so where's he mm-hmm. and then they show that at like the end where he's kind of off on the on the fringe right, right. but uh, yeah yeah I don't know man there's so much they can do yeah well I, I mean let's talk to for a minute about um, one of the big themes that I think was was here this idea of loss which which seems like a yeah. pretty prevalent theme in, in superhero stuff anyway but you know the two big things, at least from my my point of view, that are dealt with here are, 
Andrew Garfield dealing still with the, the and being real honest about losing Gwen and, um, and yeah. what happened with that. If you haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, that's what will give you the context of that. But, um, and he says, you know, I'm never going to forgive myself for that. I got rageful. I got bitter. And then in this one, you know, Peter loses Aunt May. And it, he gets the same way. He gets he gets rageful. He gets bitter, and and he has the opportunity um, to to just take take that rage and bitterness to the next level. I funny that you mentioned Cobra Kai before because I yeah we just watched that episode you made reference to before with with uh, Machia's, um, uh daughter in it and the, the Marissa Tomei reference. But you know, there's another a theme in that too. Of of do you take your anger and your bitterness and and one up the person that has caused you all that rage and bitterness? And I think it's a question that we probably have to ask ourselves. Because I, I mean, I I tell people all the time, man. I I do anger like a freaking Olympian, man. I I can I can get angry. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that you can too. Like, like an Olympian. And now for the anger sport, who can smash things as bad? Yeah, well, that's why, listen, when I was a kid, no joke, all jokes aside, I told him, I told people, I go, I always identify with the Hulk. I used to watch the, the 70s, 80s Hulk oh, yeah, show. Yep. I really identified with that because I had this, like, you know, anger rage stuff that I had to learn how to, you know, harness obviously because we're pretty passionate. I think people who are really, um, I don't know, creatively passionate kind of stuff all struggle with this. Right. Um, and, and not that it makes it right or wrong, but also like, you know, we, we get, we get a thrill out of, you know, taken when Liam Neeson goes and gets all those guys or whatever it might be. We, we Mm -hmm. want that revenge factor. Right. And so, uh, the Hulk I used to always identify with because I was like, oh my gosh, that's how I feel mm-hmm. when he turns into the thing and then starts smashing everything and you realize, but the problem is there's a wake of destruction. And and you're right. I love that you're talking about this because, uh, you know, if any of us were in the situation of Peter Parker where we have all that power, mm-hmm. like aside from all of his gadgets, like let's be real, Spider-Man by himself is very a very strong being mm-hmm. who pulls his punches a lot, really. Yeah. Right? So... You think about it, because we see that in every single film universe, for sure, when he's really upset or really has to, you see the real, you know, the damage that he can do, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in in this universe, we have not yet really seen um, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man up to this point really get to that place where he's he, like he's been subdued you know, seen it. i mean really he's been subdued and it's he's been subdued he's been and, and it's typical i mean he's been a pretty light-hearted teenager for the most part he's gone through a lot of stuff he had the end game and all that stuff right but he was more on the fray whereas this was like okay this was personal and i got thinking i was like you know why because he hasn't had that we haven't had that personal uh something was really taken away from him right right and i mean marissa to that's I mean that's why you have a great actress like that when when that whole thing happened with her I mean dude that was highly emotional and then the MJ thing wrecked me because I knew that was coming Mm -hmm. like I knew that was coming and where Tom grabs him and I was just like you know that was another tears are coming out kind of thing because it was it was such a I remember seeing Amazing Spider-Man 2 and when that happened I just went like like when when Gwen dies and that's that and it's like wow I can't believe they just did that right? right and 
and then to see him you know hold her i think we've all been in that place where we're like if i could just have a do-over with this thing Mm -hmm. right and and so you know there's those kinds of things and in the end one of the other things was when toby when they're both watching him just going crazy by the way let's all just appreciate willem defoe oh gosh for a moment here and and uh really all of them um alfred molino was brilliant i loved how he came back to himself Mm-hmm. And the moment they shared there where he's like, how, you know, for him, it would have been just moments or a day or two where he says, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm trying to do better. And, you know, for him, it's been like 15, 20 years since he told him that stuff. Right. right? And there's those subtle things that you pick up on. And then, of course, Willem Dafoe was just like, I mean, he was like Nicholson Joker. You know what I mean? Oh like gosh. he was just Keith, Keith Ledger, you know kind of thing and so when he's just pounding him and pounding him and pounding just really letting it go I mean he's killing him really and that's where Toby jumps in right and grabs the grabs the glider and, and it's the look it's the it's that that's what's so good dude honestly is the, the no dialogue he's pushing he wants to kill him he's got tears coming on his face he's and then he's holding it on the other end and he's holding it and he's just looking at him right looking at him yep. and just like that look of it's okay yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And man, I love that dude. How many, how many themes are there just in that, oh, like gosh. just in that scene? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of funny that, that, that youth pastor comment was used on Toby oh, dude, too. Dude, I mean, how right? funny was that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I laughed so hard in the oh, theater. So did it was I. Like all quiet. So did I. And I, I, <laughs> I mean, I was like, you know, that somebody like had to have church experience for them to have made a youth pastor. hundred percent. Like but, yeah, like but, a hipster comment or whatever. But I yep. mean, I think to your point, though, I mean, yeah, it, that comment actually isn't just a throwaway comment in so many ways. Like the most successful, quote unquote, youth pastors are the ones who, like you said, like th- it's not so much what they say. It's their presence. It's what they do. It's it's how that they can minister to somebody. And it's I think it's a really good lesson for everyone too to say it isn't so much what we say all the time like sometimes it's our presence it's it's just how we show up with people that makes a huge difference and like you know i mean hours before this was the first time that tom holland's peter parker had met toby mcguire's peter parker so you know if you ha- if this had happened earlier in in Peter Parker Tom Holland's story, and you saw you you know think back to the the genesis of his character that that you know early on he kind of he 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 um, went into the spider suit and he he took some of the the um, inhibitors off so that he could do what he wanted with it you know the young like experimenting with it if. If all this had happened at that point, I think you would have seen a very different, like Tom Holland character than you do here, where, you know, he could have just looked at him and be like, you know, I don't have to listen to you. Like, who are you telling me what to do? But like, there's, there's growth in him of actually responding in a mature way to what. Toby Maguire says to him and I, I think it's a yeah it's a it's a testament to to that idea of are we continually growing and becoming something different are we becoming 
um, a better version of ourselves, I guess. Just like you said about Alfred Molina, like, hey, I'm trying to do better. Hey, ultimately, at the end of the day, shouldn't we all be saying that? Shouldn't we all be saying, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm trying to do better. Like, just moving from moment to moment and and letting myself yeah, I think, be changed. I think there's a lot of yeah, man, you're 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 dead on. I didn't I didn't mean to jump jump no, in okay. on you. I was just thinking. I was just thinking though. That was such a great, uh, really great, profound point of view there, John. And and if I could jump on it as well, you know, as you're talking, I'm listening to everything you're saying, and then these these thoughts are coming to my mind and pictures from from the stories. I mean, there's a few things in this story. Um, we have to remember that Tony really took him under his wing, mm-hmm. and it started where I was out of necessity. I need some guys to help fight me because we're in this scuffle. And then, it, it, by the way, I do want to touch on the whole. I knew as soon as they had Marissa Tomei as his uh, his Aunt May, and mm-hmm. you had Robert Downey Jr. hanging out. You know, they've been in films together. Only You was a great film that they're in, and so it was funny that they're both sitting there. And he goes, "You know, you're unusually, you know, hot." aunt or whatever you know he's always making all those comments right but but i think that you know that relationship it broke tony Mm -hmm. when peter was gone it broke him that out of everything right out of all the failure out of everything they lost that that was it right and then he gets him back and you know you see that scene where he's just like oh you know then he starts doing this swirly thing and then we're here and he just hugs him you know what i mean he's like uh and and then tom loses Tony, right? And that's that whole struggle of this was a, a dad figure, an uncle figure, a brother, a big brother, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, and that changed him. It changed Tony, really. I think it helped him be a dad that we see in Endgame, right? Not to talk too much about that character, but we see that happen where he can have a family versus being that selfish, arrogant business guy all the way at the beginning. So you see this transformation um, and the struggle through that. Then, then you see that DNA on Tom Holland's Peter Parker is where I'm going with this. Then he loses all of that. Mm-hmm. Now he's lost his aunt, who's like his world, and he's got these guys have stepped in. And and I would say that another important part of them coming in at this point in the story was they all needed each other, mm. and they didn't know that they needed each other. Yeah. But also, um, that's where you see. I think you see. I think you see parts of all their personalities in all three of them. There's a quality that they all share. There's an altruism. Mm -hmm. There's obviously um, a a brilliance and inquisitiveness, but there's also this hopefulness. And and at different stages, they went through hope and losing hope and regaining it kind of thing. And for Andrews, Spider-Man, it was really in that moment where he regained his hope, where he got to, where he got to redeem himself and, and this kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he found what he had been missing in that. I think we see Toby's is very wise, mm-hmm. has gone through a lot of stuff. And interest, Elias made an interesting comment. He goes, it's interesting because in, out of all of them, he goes, you know, Andrew lost his MJ. He lost Gwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Holland lost his. He, 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 you know, he lost her because they don't recognize him anymore which is a whole other kind mm-hmm. of sad. And then, Toby. But, but Toby actually ironically has his MJ, yeah. right? And they were the ones that really were at odds. Mm-hmm. And so you think about all these things and that's it all culminates. So you're right. I think at that point in the story, and the other part is too, is he's, by this point when they're fighting together and they're working together, he, he sees him as, he recognizes, okay, but he's... He somewhere deep down in his mind when he's wanting to kill him, he's like, "Okay, he's been here. I need to. I need to lay off." Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and to be honest with you, let's let's be honest. I think if he needed to, 
I think I think Spider-Man, Toby's Spider-Man, probably could have subdued him if he oh, needed sure. to. You know what I mean? Sure. But it's that whole idea of just don't do this because just just don't do it. Right. We've been there. Don't do it. Yep. Right. And 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 I think that that's where when he gets stabbed, it's like you know, it's that whole. <gasps> You know what right. I mean? And you knew it was coming. Like, oh, I knew sure. it was coming. I'm like, oh, duh, go, here it comes, here it comes. And, um, y- you know, the themes of the story, man, it's funny how you can, everybody's like, do you guys go see a superhero story? But it's, it's you know, it goes to show you that you can, you can make films like this that are, you know, pop culture, entertaining, fun, and all that stuff. But, you know, themes drive it, They've man. Got You're dead on yeah. with discipleship and ministry oh, and all sure. that, man. You could sit there and write notes about this is how you walk with people. Mm-hmm. Basically, to put it in your words, he was walking with him. He needed him to just be with him. Right. Okay, this guy's been in my shoes, so I'm gonna stop. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll tell you what that that is something that it's you know it, it takes humility to come to a place where you're willing to say okay you know i'm going to listen to to this voice i mean and i think we've probably touched on this before for, for me I, um I, you know yesterday i spent the day with a a friend who i've known for the majority of my life since we were like 2 and 3 years old so that's that's a long time um and talking about the fact that you know, at least for me, um, I, man, I need to trust you if, if I'm going to take that kind of stuff from you. And that's why, again, I think it shows some significant growth on the part of Tom Holland's character in that he was able to listen to that. And, um, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, some of us who are stubborn and like you said, maybe passionate or whatever about things that, uh, we have a harder time hearing wisdom coming from somebody that hasn't earned the right to give us that in the past. But um, gosh, when when we actually respond to it in kind and respond to it favorably, what a difference it makes. Um, because, uh, you know, I think part of the thing is when rage and revenge take over, we look at everybody as an enemy. And that includes even the people who have our best interest in mind. And, um, you know, that's that's a really, really hard place to be, to come to that place where you think like, okay, everybody's out to get me here. And, and you know, Tom Holland's character could have thought about that with, with um, Tobey Maguire, but he didn't. And I think to your point, like, yeah, that, that, um, that speaks volumes about, about the need for each other in that, um, how, how we need each other too. Um, so yeah. I think the, uh, you're, you're so good. And, and I love how he was the one who worked in team and the others didn't, we don't know how to work in team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just such a good message. I was like, Holy crap. I just want to take this two minute segment and play it for the church. Like, Oh, I, I've never worked in a team. Me neither. Like, how do we do this? I always do it on my own. I do everything on my own. And he's like, well, that's the one thing I've actually done. I've actually worked. With. He's like, I don't want to brag, but I've, you know, I actually been part of the Avengers. And Toby's like, that's so awesome. Are you in a band? We're in the Avengers. <laughs> that was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and so it's funny because th- that's a great message too, oh, where you sure. think about, wow, how, how, um, this is how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to communicate together. Here Here's how we're going to work together to make sure that our goal is accomplished. And you look at that and and then you take it 
um, a step further and you see how he he was the least um, experienced in a lot of ways, but then he had a lot of other kinds of experience that they did not have. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, it shows you strengths and weaknesses. Oh, yeah. and, Team, and the main totally. point here, I think, is the main point here is, is that Spider-Man, no matter what universe he comes from, is supposed to be the neighborhood friendly Spider-Man. I mean, yes, part of, but but is supposed to be the altruistic character and the point is i think what they shaped for him is no you're supposed to be someone who who's filled with hope mm-hmm. who 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 is there to help whether the problem is big or whether it's someone's cat in a tree like no matter what universe you're from we have to share that bond you know it's not going to be the punisher spider-man out here yeah and you know there was those subtleties i mean did you see even at the end when his suits are gone everything's gone and he makes his new suit which is now just like the other guys, did you notice he he made it as a bit of an homage to the other two? Mm, like what his new suit looks like? Okay. Like from the way he designed the belt area was like Toby's. Okay. And then he had the coming up here was a bit like Andrew's. Like he he did a, uh, I don't know, I'm such a nerd that I was paying attention to that part. It was his actual Spider-Man jumpsuit mm-hmm. that he then made, handmade, which has no powers of its own, right. um, was a bit of both of them. Mm. All three of them. Yeah. Huh. It's cool. That is cool. So it's cool when you see it, like, you know, and it's just like, okay, so I'm going to take those bits with me. And again, speaking to what you said, tying it into our faith part of walk is that's what we should be looking to do, whether it's our children or people we pour into and invest in is we leave a piece of us with them. We want them to take a piece. I'm sure you have a lot of the best parts of people who invested in you and, you know, that are usually trying to override the worst parts of us. <laughs> well, yeah. And, Man, you bring up a really good point that that jumps out to me too of this idea of being uh, of who who are we supposed to be? I'm getting ready to jump into an identity series um, here in in our community, so it's kind of popping out big time to me. But but that idea that you know, okay, Spider Man's supposed to be the altruistic, friendly neighborhood kind of guy and whatever, and. I, there are some times that you know who you're supposed to be, but it's really, really hard to be what everybody's expecting you to be. You know, I mean, and I, man, I struggle with that all the time. This idea that, that, oh man, like I know this is how I'm supposed to react. I know this is how I'm supposed to respond to this, but sometimes I just don't want to. I mean, and so, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think as pastors, we see that a lot. Where it's like there's a high expectation of because you're the the quote unquote pastor that this is how you're going to respond. And I was making the face as you were saying it. I'm like the pastor. Oh gosh, and <laughs> and there are some times that I'm just like, I mean, I'm uh, we're going to keep this this podcast PG, but I mean that you just want <laughs> you just want to drop things down and be like, you know what? Forget this. Like I, I'm just I don't want to be this and. You know, again, I, I think it's a, a, a lesson, it's a growth point for each and every one of us to realize that, like, those those things are not the, the um, uh, shackles that we sometimes, like, make them out to be, these, these expectations that we're supposed to act in a certain way. I think they can be inhibitors. Um, I mean, just like there were the inhibitors on... Spider-Man's suit earlier that he had to override from 
from Tony, but um, you know, there are plenty of times that each and every one of us wants to override the inhibitors that we all have, right? And so, um, absolutely. And, and then we've got to make that choice. Like again, like who is that for? I mean, ultimately, and and I think we see this at the end of the movie, which. Man, I mean, the second time I watched this, it really started hitting me more. The fact that, again, the the Peter Parker in this universe, Tom Holland, if we had rolled back the clock and he had this same opportunity, I don't think he would have taken that note and put it back in his pocket again. I think he would have sat there and pleaded with, MJ and said, Hey, this is who I am. Do you remember? You remember? And, um, and he doesn't. And I, I think, again, it's a good lesson. It's a good, it's a good thing for all of us to consider whether or not we, when, when it comes to having to make decisions and, and how we act and, and how we manifest ourselves to people publicly, we can't always just be thinking about ourselves. We, we've got to That's think. right. And I think it's those, it's those subtle messages of, I don't get everything I want because yep. I just want it. it. This affects other people. And I think this is an important lesson for a lot of youth to see today, to be honest with you. We want everything. We want it instant. We want it now. We want it to be good. We, we don't like that. We scroll to the next one. We listen to the next one. I mean, people even, they don't even listen to albums anymore. I know we've talked about that. It's I listen to this track or that track, skip to the next one, go to this one. Nobody, nobody plays, you know, side one and then side two or whatever it is, track one to 12. You know, I, we just, we just want, 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 want. And I, that's what, those are things that I pick up on as, I don't know, as a, as a lit teacher, as a, as a form, you know, just as, as who we are, but part of storytelling is picking up those things within all the the fighting and the special effects and all that are those themes like like wow that's a i was very impressed and it was heart-wrenching you know what i mean you're so invested in them at the end you want them to and you could see Mm -hmm. it and i think we've all been there in different ways and then he says you know what because what he's really saying is what he's really saying is is i love these guys so much i can't do this right you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's not about what I want. And we don't know if something will happen down the road where they come back to remembering. We sure. don't even know if their story is done or what it is. Right. But the point in this story was, I care so much about these guys. I, I can't do this to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't do it again. And and he goes off and instead loses that. And now, really, you're asking the question, who does Peter have? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anybody. Right. Yeah. He's totally on his own. Yeah. Even Happy doesn't know oh, him. Oh yeah, like nobody knows yeah. him. Oh, he, right? Yep. Like it's heart wrenching. Oh, how totally. did you know? How did you know her? Right. Uh, she was my aunt. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, just all those things are just really important lessons. I think for us to take away in a totally self serving, immediate gratification culture. Mm-hmm. I think we have to remember that people are suffering that way, and that these things are happening. And a lot of times, people who are heroes in real life our heroes are often quietly suffering or, or lonely because they're the ones doing all the pouring out and not always having poured in. I was just talking with somebody, you know, listen, in these, in these last couple of years, I know we can joke a lot and ministry is not the hardest thing in the world, but it is when we're walking with, we've got our own things we're struggling with. And then we're walking with lots of different people who are really struggling in life Mm -hmm. and are laying their burdens down, maybe much like to a psychologist, only we're not getting paid for that. And the difference is, is, 
I think a lot of times, yes, our teachers, our first responders, everybody who are doctors, all these people who are in essential services, give them all high praise, high fives. We are so grateful for them all. But I, I'm, I'm often like, and how about some of the ministers? You know what I mean? Right. Like who are. You know, men and women well, in ministry spiritual who are first walking responders, with people, really, right? I mean, well, you know, whether you believe in that stuff or not, you got to give it some props, man, because people are like, desp- man, the people's story. I know you probably have the people's stories. I've heard the amount of people have had to walk back from a ledge. The the people I've walked with who have lost spouses, who have lost either to COVID or not, who have split up, who have. You know, you're carrying and you carry those things because we care. Right. We care and we're we're carrying the burdens. And then you got your own junk, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it weighs down on you. And so I'm just saying it to say I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, you know, there's so many people like this who are heroes in the community who are often carrying burdens we don't even know they're carrying. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Or loneliness yeah. or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, there's two things that, that kind of... Uh, jump out to me. I, I, I had written down, um, you know, uh, I mean, we haven't even touched on um, J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons' portrayal of him is, I think, perfect because you want to punch him. him, you know? I mean, I think one, in fact, actually, I think Spider-Man. one of the story, one of the movies we need to have a conversation about on this podcast is, um, uh, oh gosh, Whiplash. Whiplash, thank you. Um, yeah, I knew you were going to say. It. I saw um, you starting to I, say. I think it. his his uh, his character there is amazing. But, Dude, he's so um, good. He's so good. Like, he was in. He was even in Ghostbusters Afterlife for like two seconds. Right, I'm like, right. that's all they used him yeah. for. <laughs> but I mean, he does such a great job. You want to just punch him. I mean, because you're like, oh gosh, you you are you're that annoying kid on the playground who's trying to instigate everybody, right? And and that's what you he what does. Though? You know what though? He he represents media real well, oh, man. Big and time. it was a joke. It was a joke back in the day in the comics, like who's really like this? But he's like, ah, that's Spider-Man, right. and everybody's saying he, he's he's Jonah, but he plays a different Jonah than Toby's universe. But now everybody was like, well, I could actually see why he has an issue with Spider-Man in this one right. for the first time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the things he says towards the end is like, only a coward masks his true identity, and and everything that you just said really makes me uh, think. You know, that's that's a really bold and profound statement because I think to the point that you were just making some of the conversation in the last few minutes about like sometimes it's okay to mask what's really going on inside of us. I mean, sometimes subduing yourself and, and holding yourself back from stuff is, is important. And um, I think especially in the roles that we play, that you know, there there's sometimes that hey, like put it out there, let people see and and see the authenticity. But there's sometimes that our responses need to be measured um, in such a way that that we're not, you know, in some ways we're masking. I don't, I think our true identity masking that's not a good idea. But but I do think that there's sometimes that we're gonna hold back and this idea of restraining ourselves I think was a big theme towards the end there of hey am, am I am I willing um, to do that and and to be willing to to restrain myself at for the good yeah, it's a mark of, of maturity people. right 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 yeah it's it's a mark of maturity for for those of us who are believers as well right but in life we can't just say every single thing we want to say man i mean it doesn't mean being fake it's right. not being un, you know not authentic but 
but the idea it's it's a balancing act of choosing the right times to to say or to reveal or do what you got to do you know what i mean and and uh we have to i mean that's just he he wants spider-man to show who he is because he thinks he needs to show everybody but there's a lot of consequences to that he's not thinking about you know this guy or this kid you know there's consequences for it and it ruins people he's not thinking you know what maybe it's probably a good idea and the other thing is he's treating he J- jameson always treats him like he's the punisher or something you know what i mean or like like batman mm-hmm. where you know okay doing some questionable hero work you know what i mean spider-man's sure. webbing some guys like superman webbing them up and bring them to jail you know what i mean and so that's the funny tongue-in-cheek irony in that is that it's not even someone who's you know, just they're doing a good job. Just leave them alone. Right. You're really just jealous is what right. it is. You're jealous. Right. And and it's that whole Lex Luthor. I'm jealous. You know, you get all the power. I don't. Right. Well, and so. And to your point yeah. before, Joel, I, I think it's it's such a it's it's probably more true to life than anyone would like to admit that so much of media is accentuating something to the point of clickbait than rather than anything else. And, um, you know, again, I've had conversations with my kids about this, that like these kinds of people are always going to be there in life. They're always going to be in this place where, you know, they're going to say things about you that aren't true. They're going to see one one action that you've done, they're going to take it out of context and 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 broadcast it to the world. And I mean, again, it's restraint. How are we going to respond? You know, are we going to let rage and revenge take over? Because like they said in this, they don't make things better. Or are we just going to say, hey, I'm just going to do my best to, to push past this and um, and and totally. be okay. 100%. I, 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 I laugh because I, I was um, with a bunch of people yesterday at a, a prayer breakfast and a guy that I spent some time with talked about how he had put something up on social media. He's, he's actually the communications guy for our county schools and stuff. And um, he had, he's really clever in, in his, his messages that he puts out. And he, um, he had uh, <laughs> kind of an homage to Die Hard and he, his message started out he said uh, yippee ki mothers and fathers and um, and you know <laughs> I mean like I was laughing hysterically when I heard the message and I saw him yesterday face to face and I said something to him and he said you know what he said he's like I didn't get one negative comment about that and I was like wow he's like yeah it's social media you're supposed to get negative comments right but and then Carrie and I were talking about it this morning and and she said you know um at this point with where everyone is I I I think that people are just like hey you know what that was really funny. Like, there's no... Some of the things that maybe might have gotten some of us upset once upon a time, I mean, we're, we're beginning to say, like, maybe that's not as big of a deal as I thought it was. Yeah, for sure. Well, I hope so, because, you know... Um, ah, boy. The, the, the evolution of media in all of its forms has, has not... Um, it's not been helpful because a lot of people can hide behind things, right? And we'll, we'll talk about that at another sure. time. But, John, I uh, I, I just want to say I, I think it was a really, really great story. Um, not a perfect, perfect film, but but a really good, probably one of the 
one of the top in the MCU for sure, sure. if not if not at the top for me at this point. Um, and not just because we love Spider Man, but I think um, there there were just so many deep themes, and they went there with it, and it set up a whole new chapter that I'm actually really interested in seeing now. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, hey, listen, as I as I get ready to sign off, I just want to say go see it if you haven't seen it. Um, sorry for all the spoilers if you haven't seen it, but uh, you know what, you've had you've had enough time to go see <laughs> exactly. go see it at this point. But when you're watching it, maybe maybe look at it with this lens and see what you pull out. What do you pull out from between the frames as you're watching something? Sure. Yeah. No, that's good. And, and, um, you know, just a reminder again for everyone, if, if there are things that, that you see and, and you're out and see a movie or watch a show or hear something that you want to share with us, feel free to, to send us an email at podcast between the frames at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear from you. We've got a, uh, since our last episode, um, Joel's been hard at work too, putting together, um, our Instagram account and our, our Facebook page. And so, um, that's right. We, uh, we and that is uh, you can find it. Or I'll throw that out there. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. We can talk about that now. Um, if you want to follow us, we're we're getting quite a good uh, following, starting to build uh, some some more information that you can stay in touch with us and contact with us. The email is also there, so it's between the frames underscore podcast. Uh, is both our Instagram and our Facebook page. So just look it up. Um, you can direct message us there. The email contact is there and everything and uh, stay up to date with what's coming. John, as we as we go forward, I think we're going to give a little teaser into some of the things we're going to lay out for uh, the early part of this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, we haven't fully landed on where where we're going next i mean i've that's right i've thrown around the idea of 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 six degrees of separation so we may actually if if you're up for a whiplash could be a good next conversation because of the jake sure. K. simmons um reference and connection there but um we'll let you know for sure and uh hope you'll join us next time thanks again thanks joel as always um good to be able to do this together with my uh, partner and uh hopefully that you've enjoyed this conversation and like joel said not too many spoilers if you haven't seen it yet well that's your problem <laughs> but uh hopefully you'll Sorry. go out and, and check it out and uh we will see you next time when you join us as we look between the frames Thanks for listening to Between the Frames with John and Joel. If you like what you've heard today, please remember to click subscribe and give a share and a follow on social media. Each episode will look to dive into the deeper meanings behind movies, music, and culture as it relates to life and faith. Thanks for listening and see you next time.